Ladies and gentlemen, grab your party hats and get out one of those weird little party blower thingies because it is time to celebrate. Hey everybody, my name is Ray Burns, and I have spent the last 100 episodes equipping Christians to think biblically about every area of life so that they can keep growing in spiritual maturity. And in this episode, we are going to be celebrating those 100 episodes. Uh, It's a significant milestone, obviously, one that I am very excited to hit. I think uh, several of you are excited to see Onward in the Faith reach that milestone. So I thought that we would just spend this episode 100 Uh, Just doing something a little different and having a sense of togetherness, or at least as much togetherness as I can conjure on a podcast. Uh, Now, like I said a couple episodes ago, I've been really, I spent the last few months really just trying to think of how to mark a milestone like this. I realize in the grand scheme of things, 100 episodes is kind of small potatoes compared to, you know, podcasts that have been around forever, but for a podcast, most of them die before 10 episodes. And so, you know, hitting that triple digits, I think is pretty exciting and it's, it's pretty significant. And so thinking about how I wanted to celebrate it, one, what came to mind to me is that when I record a podcast, I am just sitting alone doing my thing. And then I do all my editing and I send it out to the world. And then you sit there doing your own thing, listening to it. And while a lot of people do listen to this podcast, there's no real community. There's no connection. You know, you don't know what other people are doing or thinking. And so it also doesn't help the fact that I don't really share much about myself as it is. In any episode where I'm getting really personal about things, I'm just full of apologies and and all that. Just because, you know, as I've said, I don't want this podcast to be the Ray Burns show. I just want to be a tool that God uses in, in the Onward in the Faith ministry. So I thought that a way to just mark this milestone together would be to uh, have a a few little features or or whatever you will in this episode. So first what I thought I would do is just share a little bit of behind the scenes stuff. I'll let you all know, you know, maybe some statistics, uh, let you in on my process, what I've learned and things like that. Uh, Then we had, I had some people uh, send in just a handful of questions that I'll be answering about me and Onward in the Faith. Uh, I had some people send in just some comments because I asked people to share how God has used Onward in the Faith in their life because to me that's really exciting to hear how God is using this as a tool to grow others in their spiritual walk. And so we'll be hearing about that. Um, And then I'll just kind of close it out. So I don't want this to be a super long thing. I'll try to be moving at a good pace, which is going to be weird for some of you as it is, I'm sure. But... (laughs) You can just listen to it twice, maybe, to to get that that length of episode. But uh, so to start off with, I just thought I would share just a couple of interesting facts. Um, as some of you know, I don't like to look at my numbers or things like that. Uh, really, just as a guard to my own heart, I don't want to see what does and doesn't perform well, or what's getting the biggest uh, news, or you know, seeing my numbers shrink or grow, things like that. So, uh, but I thought for this, you know, we'll I'll. I'll dig in we can look at it together so uh looking at the numbers as of this morning uh, onward in the faith has had 13,400 downloads um and i think that's accurate i'm not quite sure how my podcast host tracks that but i would assume that is going to be between google and apple and things like that so 13 over 13,000 is i feel a pretty good number for um for 100 episodes in a small podcast that is the style that this is. So that's pretty exciting to see. Um, Next, I looked at the top five uh, podcast episodes of all time. 
Now, number one, I'm sure is going to be an absolute surprise to nobody, and that is my episode or my series of episodes on the uh, three dreams, uh, prophecies, or, or by uh, Dana Coverstone. Uh, I say that's not a surprise because I assume about 90% of my audience actually first found me from that whole thing, whether through the uh, the blog articles that I wrote or the subsequent podcast episodes that I recorded about that. And so, um, you know, I told you all then I was not going to be just about, you know, exposing this stuff and really digging in and, you know, proving whether he was right or wrong and things like that. Uh, I said my piece and I've moved on and it's been really neat that uh, despite that being my big one, people have still stuck around and been able to use Onward in the Faith. Uh, Next, and this one did surprise me. I will, I will be completely honest, and I, I cannot account for why this is the case. My second most popular episode is when I discussed the word therefore. <laughs> and again, I, I have no idea how to be like, oh yes, clearly everyone wants to know about a single word in the Bible. Um, if, if you have not heard that episode yet, um, I'll, I'll link all of these down in the show notes and you can go, uh, if there's an episode you want to hear, you can go listen to it. But yeah, uh, my uh, episode on what's the therefore, therefore, and how to understand that word in the Bible is my second most popular. Uh, next is finding hope when Bible reading seems pointless. Um, I really loved that one because as with a lot of my content, but really these ones about these spiritual struggles we have, this one is just based on life experience you know when bible when my bible reading felt pointless this is what god taught me and it's really cool to me that god has then used my struggle and my difficulty in in being uh, frustrated and and hopeless in my bible reading and being able to bless others with that uh, next is how the q anon conspiracies prey on christians uh I know a lot of people had been, um, you know, the reason I recorded that was that there were several people who had family who were kind of getting into this weird interpretation of the Bible and and mixing politics with it and stuff. And so to a degree, I'm not surprised that's a popular one, but um, not my most fun one to record. Uh, And then last is three ways to pray for a Christian's pain. And I know I got some really good feedback on this one. Again, this one is based on me living in chronic pain and having had to uh, navigate the personally spiritual difficult parts and then navigate, you know, others say, how can I pray for you? And, you know, how I ask for prayer in ways that have really almost nothing to do with actual physical healing. So uh, very encouraged, again, that God has used something I've struggled with to, um, to, to resonate with other people so much. Uh, next, so that's just the basic, some basic facts that I thought people would be interested in. Uh, next, I thought I would just kind of share my podcast journey up to this point. I don't want to make this a big, long thing, but, uh, you know, and I've, and I've dropped hints about this as I've just had side discussions and stuff throughout episodes, but I thought I would just uh, kind of lay down here very briefly, uh, you know, how this whole thing started and kind of what I've learned along the way and even share with you what my uh, recording process looks like, because I know before I did podcast myself, the idea of a podcaster was a mystery to me. So I thought I would at least uh, share with you very briefly what my uh, workflow looks like after a lot of trial and error. So in terms of why this whole podcast started, the first thing I really want to say is that I didn't even want to start this podcast. I know some of the podcast groups I'm in and, and things like that and the articles I read, everyone seems really excited and they just are so passionate and excited to start a podcast and just talk about the thing they love. But for me, I really didn't want to. 
And the big reason is that it was putting so much of myself out there. You know, it was, I mean, it was a, a hurdle for me to even start uh, the Onward in the Faith blog as it was. And there I can hide behind the screen and my keyboard and stuff. But with this, I'm putting a lot of who I am into these discussions. And I was really uncomfortable with that. Uh, not out of a fear of man, but just, again, it's... It's, it's a, a balancing struggle that I've had throughout this whole ministry of how much of me do I put in there before I start replacing what this ministry is really about. So uh, I had all kinds of excuses. Um, you know, my, I said, oh, no one would want to listen to me because I just don't have that energy that people need you know, to be like a radio host or the amount of effort wouldn't be worth it. Or even, you know, people wouldn't even like to, the sound of my voice, which... I'm sure a lot of you still don't, but, uh, you know, I remember being told one time uh, when I was doing, uh, talking to someone online, um, separate from this thing, but, uh, they said to me, wow, you know, you have a really, uh, uh, Midwestern accent. <laughs> and I don't know what that meant, but to me, that was like coming into someone's house and seeing it really kind of cramped and saying, oh, this place is really cozy. Yeah. So that was one of my excuses is that, Oh, no one's going to like the sound of my voice. You know, not again, not as a, a fear of man thing, but that was my excuse for just not doing what God was clearly kind of nudging me to do in, in the direction to take this ministry. Um, and so one day though, I remember it very clearly. I went to my, uh, the men's prayer group at my church and we were in our, our church's uh, office and, uh, a good friend of mine, Todd, um, said to me, he's like, you know, Ray, I, you know, I, I love your, your articles and I've even shared them with some people, but you know, they're a little long for people. And they've asked me is if there's kind of a, an audio version of it available. And so I thought I would ask you if you've ever thought about that. And I was so mad that he asked me that question. <laughs> he didn't know it, but I was so mad because that up to that point in, in for about a month, um, you know, I'd been kind of wrestling with God and making excuses and finding reasons not to make this podcast. And, you know, I'm just exposing my, my sinful heart here. And I've since repented very, very thoroughly. Uh, but, you know, I've just been making excuses and wrestling with God and refusing and just dragging my feet. Um, and even, even the night before, so this was on Saturday. So that Friday night, I'd even been praying and being like, God, I just, I, I don't know if I should do this. I don't know if it'd be worth it. So here comes a friend of mine saying, hey, have you thought about doing a podcast? I'm just throwing the idea out there. And it's like, well, yes, actually I have. And thank you because now I'm stuck doing it. So, you know, and, and I mean, I'm not super negative on it, but, you know, it, it was just one of those things that I just uh, I wasn't excited. And I feel like this is something you should be excited to make and just want to be able to talk and want people to listen and tune in and like your personality and stuff. And that's just not me. But here we are. And so, um. You know, that was very clearly just, just, I think God's push just saying, you know, you've dragged your feet enough. It's now a matter of whether or not you're going to obey. And so I'm not perfect, but in this case, I am very, very thankful that I did obey God because it's been a very cool and exciting and new and different thing that God has used uh, to just, really just to let me serve him and to serve his people. Um, and so, you know, when I first started this, I don't know if any of you know this, but uh, I actually tried starting off by just reading my articles and I recorded uh, one or maybe two episodes and I listened to it and I was like, ah, this is not great. I don't love this. I sound very mechanical and robotic and the, my writing style just did not feel right or, or correct or good when it was put to voice. I had my wife listen to it. She didn't love it either. So 
what could have been just a very quick, easy 10-15 minute read, uh, I realized was going to have to be something else. And so that is Onward in the Faith as you see it today. Uh, from episode one, I, instead of taking just my articles and just putting voice and audio to them, I instead have made them kind of just expanded discussions while I will take the the basic points of my articles and even some some lines that I will say and things like that. But for the most part, it is me taking my article and then just talking about it. And so uh, for people who may have been exposed to both the written and audio stuff, you may notice that a lot of times the podcast will actually have quite a bit more to it. And I think just because of what a podcast is, that allows me to be a little even more thorough than my own writing is already um, and to just have fun talking and things like that. So uh, that's that's kind of how the the style of Onward in the Faith came to be. Now, as for things I've learned, um, there's kind of uh, three big things that have uh, I've, I've really grown in and, and seen as this ministry has gone on. Uh, the first is that it was really important for me to be authentic. You know, when you start off with a podcast, you just kind of look at the people that you already look up to. So I had, you know, a handful of podcasts that I listened to and I like the style. I like just how they did things. And so I kind of tried to, while being myself, you know, go in a certain direction and it just wasn't really working. Um, at one point, you know, I, I had kind of my jokes at the beginning of episodes that I started, and then I actually backed off that for a little while. And I actually had people messaging me saying, hey, you know, what happened to the jokes? You know, where, where's, where's the, the, you know, funny intro? So the reason that I have jokes at the start of my episode is because of all of you. It's your fault. I tried to stop. I tried to be like, uh, you know, and think that people just didn't like it and they hated it and I was ruining it. But that was just one of those things where that is me. I, you know, I'm, I'm very serious. I'm sure that has come through in this, but I like to just enjoy what I'm doing. And I, I like corny humor. I like my dad jokes. You can ask my kids. They are professional groaners because what else is a dad joke supposed to do except to make you groan? Uh, but another thing that has kind of just been true to me is uh, lately I've added music to the podcast and, uh, you know, I, uh, if you pay attention, it's, I try to keep it low so it's not distracting. But if you really listen, uh, the music that I've been using is kind of uh, hip-hop beats. And the reason for that is that I grew up listening to rap music. And when I am kind of focusing in the zone and I want uh, to be free from distractions, I will actually listen to uh, rap instrumentals. Uh, not the lyrics so much for obvious reasons, but I just I like the music. And so that is just a part of me when I'm studying and researching and writing. And so I've added that uh, as part of my recording as well. Uh, and then as well as uh, just being authentic to the topics I talk about, uh, you know, I've, I've experimented more so on the blog than the podcast, but, you know, I've experimented with uh, current events and political talk and uh, even biting commentary on, on certain things. But it just, I, I finally learned, you know, I just need to be who I am. And I hate that phrase in, in our current culture, but you know, these are the things I want to talk about. These are the things I'm passionate about. And these are the things that have been meaningful to me to learn about. And so I want them to be meaningful to other people. And so the topics I talk about, all of them are things that I am in one way or another excited. Maybe that's not the best word, but I, I at least care about the topics that I talk about. Um, and I've also learned to just be imperfect. And that was really hard for me because I like having absolute control over a product and shipping it out in absolute perfection. But with that comes a lot of 
I guess, anxiety about this isn't good enough. It needs to be better. I need to make it better. And instead, I just, I, I've learned to just strive for good quality, but being okay with the fact that this is a human product that is meant to serve God by being useful to people. And if it's doing that, then I'm okay with that. I try to make it nice. I try to make it as clean as I can because audio quality does matter to me, but I've learned to just be okay and breathe and let there be some mess ups when I'm talking and let me kind of fumble a word or two here without having to edit it out to the most micro level. So uh, that's one thing I've learned is to just be authentic and, and be who I am as I'm serving God through this. Uh, the next thing I've learned is seeing how God has molded me for this ministry. And the way that I've seen that is actually through others. And it's been really interesting to me because when I started the blog ministry and then as it kind of uh, turned into uh, audio, I I had a certain vision of what I was good at and the, and the quality that I could bring and why this would be good for me to do. And I had no idea really why God is using me in the way he was. But as people have reached out to me, whether at my church or my friends group, or even people have uh, emailed me, people I've never met before and may never meet, there's been some things where as I've seen this ministry through the eyes of others, it's been fascinating to me for me to look back at my own life and see how God has been preparing me to, to do the things I do that really stand out to people. And I think there's three things that have been very, very consistent about what people have said, where they've commended me, uh, or or just said how much they were encouraged by something I created. Uh, And so those three things are, number one, that um, I break things down very easily. And I assume a lot of you really feel that way. You know, the stuff I talk about is long and it can be complicated. I mean, I've talked about world religions. I've talked about where our soul comes from. I've talked about... um, just a, a, a wide spectrum of stuff. But my goal is always not to just make it this really complicated thing, but to say, hey, here is something that Christians talk about at a high level, and we need to understand it at, at a basic level, at a, at, a, at a normal people level, if you will. Uh, and so, you know, some ways that I've heard people describe this is that I, I take things and make them in layman's terms, in other words, you know, just these complicated things, and I make them for you know anyone can really understand. Uh, I've I've had it described as I take I take stuff from the top shelf and I bring it down for everyone to use, and so that's been really cool because I've never set out to try to to break things down and make them easy. That's just what God has prepared me to do in in a unique way in this ministry. Um, another thing is that I'm very logical and fair with my discussions. Uh, I've had some people who uh, even disagree with a lot of my positions, but one thing they'll say is, you know, I disagree, but I understand where you came from. I see your argument. And to me, that's really encouraging because my goal isn't to argue people into my position, but to give people enough understanding from my position so that they can either say, I agree with this, and now I better understand the content of why I believe it, or they can say, I don't believe it, and now I have all this this stuff, this information, these arguments that I can then basically hold against my own beliefs and and refine them and, and try to break them down and make sure that I really understand why I believe what I believe. 
And so that's really encouraging to me. Um, and also the whole uh, thing about me being very logical, again, you know, I, I hope I've made it clear. My goal here is not to just logic into God, but instead to love God with my mind and equip you and encourage you to love God with your mind because we don't have to love God. Our faith is not based on emotion, as I've talked about in my episodes on, on my series on faith. Um, you know, but our faith is based on, it's just a logical thing to have. You know, why, why would we not believe God? Why would we not trust God? Why would we not obey? Why would we not surrender to God? So again, but, but seeing that through the eyes of others and the words and the, the encouragements and the challenges of people has, has been great. Um, and then finally is that uh, the way that I handle things, especially difficult topics, is very gentle and loving. And of everything I've seen in this ministry, that to me has always been a really encouraging confirmation of the work of the Holy Spirit in my life because I am not naturally gentle. I am not naturally loving or understanding. I want to fight. I want to argue. I want to just kind of tear down arguments and just, you know, leave people, um, you know, broken and, and feeling like losers. But God has, has really grown me before this ministry and especially through this ministry in realizing that it's not about winning arguments. It's about loving truth and fighting for truth when necessary, but not just winning the argument for truth, but, but bringing people over to see truth for themselves. And so, uh, for those of you who have, have heard this podcast and, you know, especially things like my most recent art, our episode on um, the Roe v. Wade decision and how I handled people who were struggling and were uh, heartbroken about it. Um, that is where that comes from. That is not natural to me. That is purely the work of God in allowing me to, to think and to, uh, I guess, teach in that way. Now, uh, just to wrap this up, I thought I would kind of share, like I said, my process for uh, content creation. And this is something that is just always growing and changing. And I'm, uh, you know, I don't like to just stick with one thing just because it's what I do. I always want to make sure that what I'm doing is the best way to do it. But 100 episodes in, here is what it tends to look like. So uh, whenever I figure out my topic, I will read the related article about two times, uh, maybe three times if it's one that has just a lot of minutia to it, but I'll read an article at least two times to get familiar with it. So for those of you who are like, boy, that is a long article to read. I am totally with you on that. I don't regret it. I will, I'm done apologizing for it, but I'm reading them at least twice. I know they're long. I am, I am on board with you on that. Uh, after that, then I will go through the article itself and I will create uh, my notes for it. And this has become a series of bullet points that I will do. So instead of having long drawn out sentences, I will just, I will have basically a roadmap of points that I want to hit. And if necessary, or if I'm worried about forgetting it, I will do sub points to those just to make sure that I'm not skipping over stuff as I get into discussing a topic. Now, after I have all my points laid out, I will go through and do what I call uh, make my caveman bullet points. And when I do that, um, that this is how I break myself even further away from uh, just staring at my screen and getting my notes. So when I say caveman, what I mean is that most of my points are not in good English. They're actually really bad English. And for those of you who know me and know that I love English, you may be like, oh, what is he doing? How could he even survive that way? Well, it's what works. 
So to explain what I mean is instead of being able to look at my screen and just read a sentence that I've written and then just go to the next one, instead I write it in such broken English that I have no choice but to glance at quickly, remember writing that note, and then just stop paying attention because there's nothing else of value on my page. So just as an example, um, on the notes I have for this episode, uh, my last topic, I said that I, uh, one thing I've learned is how God has been molding me for this ministry and how hearing the words and the thoughts and encouragements of others have you know, helped me to, to see that from their perspective. Well, my actual note for that reads as follows. How God mold for this, see self through others. So that's, that's the quality. That's the, the, the trained English writing style that I'm bringing to my notes. But again, it helps me to have a more conversational style instead of just a robotic written one. So uh, again, you know, so I'll go through and I'll just kind of cut down a lot of words through that. Uh, and so far at this point, between my reading and my notes, I'm probably about two hours in to the creation process of making a podcast episode. Uh, then after that, I have to find an optimal recording time. I have four children, a wife, two dogs, and not the most quiet neighborhood at times. So a lot of times it's fighting for the right time that people are not going to be busy or people will be gone and things like that. Uh, at that point, I head to my bedroom. I've got a mic set up on a desk. I've got some soundproofing around me with those cool little uh, black foam ribbed pads that makes me look like a professional recording artist. And um, I'll start recording. I'll go through my notes I'll, and I'll get going. And so it, an episode, we'll, we'll say average of an hour to record. Um, after that, I will go through and I will start my editing process. And so I've got some stuff that I run my audio through that removes silences and uh, evens out my levels and things like that. Because when I'm talking, I'm a little bit animated and I'm not always as close to the mic as I should be. And so I've got a, my program allows me to kind of boost that audio up. And then I'll go through and I will physically listen through the podcast and I will grab things that I know need to be taken out. And so that tends to about take as long as my episode was, or maybe up to twice as long, depending on how much editing I have to do. So if an episode, you know, took me an hour to record, it takes me one to two hours just to edit. Um, but after editing, I can take that one hour episode and it probably goes down to about 45 to 50 minutes. Now, what am I editing during that? I'm glad you asked, because there is so much stuff that I have to cut from this podcast sometimes. I have pauses where I'm just, there's just a little too much time in between what I'm saying. Um, there is long silences where uh, if you've ever, you know, clicked on a web page and you see that little spinning thing telling you, hey, I'm buffering, I'm loading, hang on, I'm thinking about it. Sometimes when I'm recording, I'll do that where I know the word I want to say. I know the sentence I want to say, but I will just sit there open mouthed and just go, um, not out loud because that would be annoying. But there is a long pause sometimes where I'm just trying to figure out what it is I was going to say. And so I mercifully spare you from having to hear that dead air. Um, I also edit out things like uh, kids playing, my dogs barking, or uh, a lot of times it's me smacking my microphone. So a couple times uh, I've taken audio from a, a video teaching that I've done and I will uh, just put it on here. And if you've watched the videos, you know that I don't just stand with my hands down. I like to, to talk with my hands and I like to open up and I start at the center and then my hands go outward or I will you know lift my hand up making a point and with how microphones need to be, my mic is about, I don't know, six to eight inches from my mouth. 
Sometimes, in, in my passion, in my excitement, in my teaching zone, my hands are smacking the microphone all over the place, and so I've got to edit that out. But after that, I will go through and I'll find my music. And sometimes that can take about an hour, sometimes it can be 10 minutes. I've got a growing library of free-to-use music that I can put in here. And so over time, that should be a much faster process. But then I upload it, I post it to my website, I get it on social media and things like that. All told, I probably spend about six to seven hours on an easier episode of this podcast. And that, of course, doesn't include the headspace of when I'm thinking throughout the day and and jotting down quick notes and things like that. And it also doesn't count for how much time I spent actually writing the the, uh, blog article that I base the podcast on, which tends to be between eight to ten hours, depending on that topic as well. So... There's a lot that goes in to this podcast, and that is, you know, like I said, after 100 episodes, that's what the process looks like now. There's been a lot of other stuff I've done and haven't done in the past, but right now, that's where I am, and 100 episodes, if if God allows, the process will probably look different, but the, you know, the amount of time, it seems like a lot, and it, I mean, it kind of is, I suppose. You know, I assume a lot of people just assume that I click record, I talk, and then I ship it out. But this is how I serve. This is how I serve you. This is how I make something that finds a balance between not being over the top. I have to be hypercritical of it, but it's not just this fan-made, junky quality thing that is difficult to listen to. I try to make it functional and useful and enjoyable for the people that, that I'm able to serve with it. So... That is kind of just a look behind the scenes of Onward in the Faith so far, uh, what, where things have been, how things are going, what I kind of do, and things like that. So I hope it's been interesting to you. I hope that uh, maybe you have a better understanding of just what goes into making this, and hopefully it gives you maybe even just a better appreciation of what kind of a resource this can be for you. But... Let's uh, move on then, and I th- uh, let's get to the just a, just a handful of questions that I got uh, after my request for uh, people to write in. Uh, so two people sent some questions that I'm just going to uh, go through and answer. So the first is from Dave, and he asks, Is Onward in the Faith growing with viewers, and how can others like myself get it out more to others? So in terms of growth, again, I don't look at the weekly or monthly statistics to see what is spiking and what does or doesn't work. I do know that it seems that at 14, what I say, 14,000 or 13,000 listens over 100 episodes already, each episode is getting much more than I ever assumed it would. Um, and, it, and that's encouraging to me. So it's, it's growing. It's not growing as fast as it could. And I know that I am terrible at networking. I'm terrible at promotion. I, I, I love creating content. I really don't care for anything else attached to it. Um, and one thing that I've kind of just refused to do for my own purposes is the big way to get a podcast out there is to get involved in online communities and really be involved in the talking and stuff. And then once you've gained enough trust and earned enough goodwill, then you can start pushing your product to people. And I get that. And if you're already someone who being in online communities and chat groups and things like that, if that's already natural to you, then that's a natural next step. But I don't really get involved in online communities too much to where for me to do that would be for me to just show up, 
try to make friends just so I can sell them on something. And that's just, I'm not speaking ill of anyone who does do that. But to me, I just, I was very uncomfortable whenever I started trying to do that. So this is very, very much almost 100% a word of mouth podcast in terms of outreach and spread and growth, which again, the fact that that there are so many listens means that people are excited enough and finding it valuable enough to share it. But in terms of how can others help to spread honor in the faith, the obvious answer and the, the canned answer is, oh, well, just share it. And I do mean that, but let me maybe better explain what that can look like and why it's so important. So ultimately, people will give things however much exposure they think it's worth. If you are really excited about a TV show, you're going to talk to others about that TV show. If you have a friend who you know they would like a particular band, you're going to tell them about that particular band. You're going to send them some music or have them listen to it with you or whatever. You're going to talk it up. And all of that, of course, is to say absolutely nothing about sharing our faith, which is the most important thing in our lives. But really, you share the things that you're excited about. So if you believe that Onward in the Faith deserves exposure to your friends, to your family, to be put out there for even strangers, then do that. You know, just just do what comes naturally to you. If you are excited about Onward in the Faith, whether as a ministry, whether there's a particular episode that stands out to you, then share it. If you have someone who is struggling or has a question, then you know point them here uh, on my website. I've got uh, things that sort of by topic, and you can usually find what you need fairly easily through that. But <coughs> but really, spreading honor in the faith is going to come down to just people sharing it in their communities. And the reason for that is that I can spend so much effort in advertising and in kind of being fake to people and I can get maybe one person I don't know to listen to Honor in the Faith. For less effort on your part, you can just share things that you truly believe are true and you can talk to people about it and you can get five people to check out Honor in the Faith. And that's because these people already trust you. They are already on board with other things that you believe, other things that you think. They see you as a trusted source. And so if you are saying, hey, I've checked this out. I've been listening to it. God has been using it in my life. I, I like the, the things that are happening at Onward in the Faith. Then people are going to trust that. And it's going to be much less basically work to get them to believe it than for me, to, who is no one to them. They don't know who I am. They don't know what I believe. And for them to come and trust me enough to devote 40 minutes to an episode, there, there's just a, a complete imbalance of what's going to happen there. So when I say share it with others, I don't mean just throw it across social media. I mean, really and truly, if Onward in the Faith matters to you, if it's been useful, if you find it valuable, then share this resource with other people. Don't hide it. Don't lie about it. But really and truly, be be a fan of Onward in the Faith. Be someone who believes in what God is doing through this ministry and get it out to others because there are very few people who are going to hear about it just from me unless they already know me. But if you think your friends, your family, people at church, strangers in your Facebook groups, whatever, if you think they would benefit from something here, then you can be the one to tell them and they will come into it already trusting that because of what they know about you, there is a trustworthiness to what you are promoting to them. So how can you help share it with others? 
And that's a whole long-winded thing of understanding why it is so important for you as the listeners to tell people about this ministry. Uh, my next questions come from Julia, um, and she's got two, and they are really good and really got me thinking a bit, which I appreciate. So the first is, what podcast or article has had the biggest impact on you as you studied to put the content together? So you know, I can I go to my topics page, I scroll through all the, the content I've made, and I think about it. I mean, so much of what I talk about has been life-changing in one way or another, because a lot of what I talk about is stuff that I have personally wrestled with in the past, and having come out the other end better understanding the truth, I then share it with all of you. But really thinking about it, I think at least right now, as, as, as I'm looking back over how God has kind of challenged me in different areas, I think the one that was really, really had the biggest impact on me was my uh, article I wrote uh, about three years ago called What Do Mormons Believe? Now, on this show, you've heard What Do Jehovah's Witnesses Believe? And it's the same basic content. I talk about uh, what their worldview is and how they answer the big questions about life. I look at some more in-depth or unique uh, things worth knowing, whether it's beliefs or teachings or things like that. And then I end with how then, now that we understand what they believe, what their worldview is, how do we share the gospel with them? Because as I've said, while we don't need to know everything before we can share the gospel, we can share the gospel with a stranger. It does help to know how to talk to people, how to explain it to them how to understand what they are believing so that you can use the correct words and the correct definitions and explanations to help them see the truth of Jesus Christ. Now, when I started writing that article three years ago, I was just planning to talk about what Mormons believe, just to give people kind of an academic thing to, to have in their, in their pocket to where if they ever are talking to a Mormon, they can better understand what Mormons believe. But as I was writing that, I really think God gave me this aha moment where I was writing and I started realizing, you know, this is all fine and good to know, but so what? Why should I care? Why should anyone care about what Mormons believe outside of some curiosity? And that is where the section on sharing the gospel with them actually came from is, you know, now that we understand all this, how would you share the gospel with someone who is kind of a, a classic Mormon or a classic Muslim or a classic uh, Jehovah's Witness or a classic Roman Catholic? And on one hand, that was great that God led me that way because it taught, it equipped people to share the gospel with a particular belief system out there. But over time, I've really seen God take that and just help me realize, you know, the stuff I'm talking about, the things I say, the, the other beliefs out there that I would say are misguided or even false, there's an empathy that I can have with people. I can understand their worldview and see the world not just from an academic knowledgeable sense, but actually understanding because of the things they believe, because of how they experience the world, here's why they do what they do and say what they say and why they believe what they believe. And so one of the things I talked about that people have uh, spoken in, into this ministry and kind of confirmed or, or explained to me is that they appreciate that I am fair to people, but that I love them and that I have a compassion for people who I don't agree with, whether they're lost or whether they are Christians, but I disagree with their beliefs. And I think a lot of that really comes just from God taking this article that I was spending 20 plus hours on and I was exhausted and, and you know, the Holy Spirit basically saying, hey, what about the gospel? Let's make this matter. And it's just, it's, it's tran really transformed how I think a lot 
because it's made me be able to get into the the minds and, and into the shoes and the understandings of other people to know that you know people aren't just these two-dimensional cartoon villains they aren't just hopelessly misguided and waiting for me to come you know rescue them with knowledge and truth they are full-fledged human beings with a lifetime of experience and understanding that has led them to believe what they believe and if i'm going to to talk about them then it's important for me as well as i can in my flawed way to treat them like real human beings with real thoughts and feelings and intentions behind what they do. And then how uh, her next question is, how have you grown as a Christian because of doing this work? So as I said, a lot of what I talk about are things that either interest me in the moment or things that have interested me that I want to then basically share the, the benefit of all my research and time and studying with all of you. And so what's, what's interesting though, is as I thought about this question, is that the one place I think I've grown the most as a Christian is trusting God. And that seems, you know, really just, you know, Christian Hallmark movie or something. But really, I I value my time. And I don't want things I do to be a waste of time. If I have 24 hours in a day, I want to use those 24 hours well and not just squander them away. I at least, and even if I'm doing something restful or relaxing, I at least want to enjoy that time. And so with this podcast, there's been times where I've been very frustrated and just felt like, oh, this is all pointless. No one's listening. Nobody cares. Why don't I just let them listen to one of the bigger podcasts out there? What am I really bringing to the table that's benefiting people? I'd get very frustrated and I would be let's be honest, stupid. And I would look at my stats, especially early on and just, just get so frustrated because this is not what it's supposed to look like. I'm supposed to have tens of thousands and I'm supposed to be famous and blah, blah, blah. Not really, but I was getting frustrated because I am spending all this time working on this for very few people to listen. And so what God really taught me is that even when I think something is pointless, if I'm doing it out of obedience to him, he is still at work. He does not have to peel back the curtain to show me what's up. He doesn't have to explain it to me. He doesn't even have to let me feel good about it. If I am confident that this ministry, these podcast episodes, that they are serving him and he is using it, then it's important for me not to just do it as long as I have enough information to be confident it's going to be the best use of my time, but instead knowing that because of everything that God has proven to me about himself, he's proven that he is loving, that he is faithful, that he doesn't, you know, waste things, that he, uh, you know, works through his people, that he rewards us, not in like a monetarily way, but there is good that comes out of, of what he does. If I really believe that about God and that God is the one who's saying to me, hey, this is your ministry, make this podcast, do these episodes, then even if I don't understand it, I can trust that it's what God has for me to do. And God is is very gracious in that he's actually confirmed that to me because there's been episodes and times where I've been very frustrated. And that is when someone out of the blue says, Hey, Ray, I just wanted to send you a word of encouragement, or I really enjoyed this episode, or I appreciated what you said here. And it is just such a almost embarrassing blessing because those are the times where I'm really doubting God the most. And that is when God is saying, Hey, I am working. And he's, he's letting me know that I don't see everything going on in people's hearts. I don't see how God is using it, but he is using it. 
and he's he's allowing me to be a tool that he uses in the lives of all of you. So that has been just a huge growth thing, both in terms of how I think of ministry and just really everything in my Christian walk, because that's just revealed more to me of the God that I serve, that he is always at work and that nothing is wasted when it's done in service to him. Um, and then another thing I would say, and it, I won't spend much time on this, but um, I've also grown in pushing myself in different areas because like I said, a lot of what I talk about is stuff that I've studied personally. But there's also, you know, I really, really like requests from people, people who have a topic they want to learn about. And so I, you know, I talk about it because it's interesting to me. And I've really had to push myself by studying and even talking about things that I never would have have thought to talk about on my own. But I've been pushed into understanding more than just what interests me. But instead, I've I've learned to uh, better understand everything that's out there in a way. So, um, thank you to, for those questions, uh, really got me thinking. Um, and, and I hope that it has, uh, helped some of you better understand me or, uh, how to, um, you know, better get this ministry out there. So, uh, one of the last real things that we're going to do now is I just want to, um, share some comments that people have uh, sent in about, uh, how God has used honoring in the faith in their life. And there's, there's four of these. But uh, really, you know, I wish I, I had thought to just get permission from people because I have received just so many really sweet and encouraging words over the, over the last few years about uh, the blog and the podcast. Um, and it's just, again, it's not about puffing myself up and look how good I am, look how, how people are, are impressed by me. But just, just as someone who is listening right now who cares about Onward in the Faith, whether you love it, whether you're a fan of it, whether you just tolerate it, you know, you're, you're a part of this and God is using it in your life in a certain way, but it's really cool for me to hear how God is using it in the lives of others. And so here are just some ways that, uh, your fellow listeners have been uh, blessed or encouraged by Onward in the Faith. So the first is from David and I've got a Dave and a David. So you can be as confused as I am. Uh, but David said, um, your brilliant work through Onward in the Faith has helped me by showing me better verbiage to deal with difficult Christian topics. And then sometimes it really is okay to take more words to make sure I have explained a topic, a Bible topic clearly, and as importantly, that I have explained it gently. So I appreciate what David's saying here because it's basically, it's okay to talk a lot. We don't have to keep everything short and punchy and in 160 characters. So it makes me feel better that these are 40 minutes long. <laughs> uh, he goes on to say, in other words, you are showing me how to be a better Bible teacher. Thank you for being a terrific and whimsical example of what a Christian communicator looks like. Thank you again for your hard work, brother. So I, I appreciated him calling me out on being whimsical because I, you know, these are serious topics I talk about, but I do try to be lighthearted about it, not to put on a character, but because... I, I guess I am a little whimsical. I do have fun. I like to joke around without trying to detract from the seriousness or the importance of what we're discussing. So I hope you likewise have uh, appreciated the whimsy and appreciated the thoroughness of the different topics here. Uh, next is from Shauna. One of my favorite things about your podcast is that you take on issues that will not be talked about from the pulpit, especially your series on mental health and psychiatry. It has been so helpful in allowing me to understand the ladies that I work with in ministry. Also, you're not allowed to take on the charlatans that arise in the Christian world. 
I have referred many people to it because your research is so thorough. Oh, charlatans. What a great word. I don't think I've ever used that, but I, I might need to more often. But uh, yes, I'm, I'm, I'm glad that, um, and I, I hope you all likewise have uh, enjoyed that. I will talk about things that are not your typical conversations, uh, whether it's psychiatry, whether it was the Bible's rules for the bedroom, uh, even easier stuff like the origins of our soul and things like that. I hope those have uh, been encouraging and challenging to you in the wide variety that is offered here. Next comes from Dave says, I can't come up with specific examples, but I can say two things. Number one, I have shared Onward in the Faith articles with others that are growing in their faith, or when others are questioning different areas of concern. And number two, I have confidence in knowing if someone or myself is questioning some areas of their faith, I can go to Onward in the Faith website to find an article to answer the question or concern. And then he goes on to add, on top of just searching and finding the answers, I'm learning slowly to find the answer myself rather than just looking for the answer, which is easier said than done. So I think that's great because I do, I do want to give thorough answers and explanations to things, but I also don't want people to just be spoon fed by me. I want to basically show how I think through this thing so that people can be better equipped to do that thing themselves. And hopefully, as he said, Onward in the Faith is a trustworthy and reliable source to where even if you know you may not agree with me on something, you at least know that you can find a good explanation and understanding of a topic from a perspective of someone who values knowledge and faith and ultimately the authority of God's word. And then uh, I just want to end with this last one. It's from Julia. It says, I personally love your teaching style. You take big concepts and after explaining the big picture, break it down into smaller pieces and then show how those small pieces should make a difference in our Christian walk. Thanks for your hours of study and preparing each of the articles and podcasts. So yes, big concepts, break it down to be understood, but also to hopefully, I, I hope, help you understand why whatever we're talking about matters to your walk with Jesus Christ, because that's ultimately my goal. I don't want you to walk away from 100 episodes of listening to Onward in the Faith feeling really smart and having lots of knowledge. If it's not touching your heart and your mind, and it's not impacting your walk with Jesus Christ, then probably a lot of what I'm doing is is for nothing, at least for you. So like Julia, I hope that all of you have um, enjoyed the teaching style in the way that it uh, breaks things down and just gives you a little something to help you better understand who your God is, who you are, and how you can live this life on earth faithfully and in service to him. So that is going to do it for this episode. Um, one thing I'd just like to end on is um, what I can't say enough, and that is thank you. Uh, at the end of every episode, you know that you hear uh, just the clip of my wife uh, doing the outro, and I really want to thank those of you who, listen, whether or not you've listened to it, who do what that outro says. Uh, first of all, those of you who pray, um, I know there, there's been... Th- moments where I have been sustained in this ministry and preparing and serving no matter how much pain I'm in or how much discouragement I have the prayers of God's people have been valuable and God has used you in in all your different ways to lift me up and to make this ministry keep going 
Um, also, thank you to everyone who has shared this. Um, you believe what God is doing. You, you allow me to serve you or to serve others. Because again, I can make a hundred episodes, but if nobody listens to it, it means nothing. But if you are listening, if you are sharing it with others, then not only are you hopefully enjoying what you're hearing and giving people stuff they will enjoy, but you are allowing me to serve because I am then given the opportunity to, to teach and to equip God's people for service and for living for him and for loving Jesus Christ. Um, also a huge thank you to the people who financially support this ministry. Um, again, I, I try not to push the whole money thing. Um, but I will say that there is kind of a surprising amount of expense that goes into a ministry like this. There is equipment that is, you know, one-time purchase and things like that. Uh, there are monthly fees, both in software and, and, and just all that's involved in creating and maintaining a website and a podcast. There are various study materials. Um, I have just a, a large number of digital um, commentaries and things like that. I have books that I use to study, and I'm able to get those. Um, and all of that has been covered by the generosity of God's people. There are people who have been with me for years or people who have been with me for days, but people are supporting Audwin in the faith financially. They are faithfully saying that, you know, I could use this money and buy a coffee. I could use it and get uh, a Netflix subscription or, or whatever, but instead they're choosing to use it to invest in Audwin in the faith and allowing me to afford the things that I do and hopefully over time be able to actually make this more of a full-time ministry by really the support of God's people making all of this possible. So um, if if you want to support this ministry, if you've listened all the way through here and you just you do love Honor in the Faith, you love what God does with it, you love the uniqueness of it, the style, and you want to support it financially, um, you can visit patreon.com slash onward in the faith. Uh, a link to that will be down in the show notes, but all you really do is you just say, hey, I want to give five bucks a month or 10 bucks or in some people's cases, 20 or even 50 bucks a month. And you just, you give whatever God is, is calling you to give and it will just come out every month on the first of the month. And you can uh, invest even just a few bucks in supporting what God is doing with uh, Onward in the Faith through me as his servant. Uh, and then last of all, I just want to thank all of you, absolutely every one of you, for just being with me on this journey, for listening to the podcast and making me not just be some weird guy sitting in my bedroom talking to myself, uh, for uh, sending in your encouraging words, supporting through fair, through prayer, uh, sharing it with others, uh, giving financially. Really, all of you have been on this journey with me. You, A lot of you don't know me. I don't know a lot of you. We may never talk. We may never meet on this side of heaven. But I appreciate, I am so thankful that you have been with Onward in the Faith. Whether it's been for one episode, whether you've been here for all 100. Uh, I appreciate you. I appreciate the time that you give. Um, and I appreciate that you allow me to serve God in your life. And so to everyone out there, I just thank you for really letting me do what the, uh, the, po the podcast line is, uh, equipping you to keep moving onward in your faith.
So uh, that'll be it for this episode. Um, thank you again for celebrating with me, for hanging out and just listening to uh, just kind of stuff going on behind the scenes, where God's been going with this, uh, hearing what your fellow listeners had to say and, and things they were wondering. Um, I have so thoroughly enjoyed the last 100 episodes of this podcast. I didn't like it at the beginning. I was kind of nervous. I'm still a little hesitant, if I'm honest, about putting myself out there. But uh, really, though, I hope that um, you will also share uh, some excitement with me in seeing what God has next for this ministry. Thank you for listening to this episode of Onward in the Faith. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast and visit onwardinthefaith.com where you can read hundreds of articles about every area of the Christian life. If this ministry is a blessing to you, there are three ways that you can support it. You can pray for Ray and Onward in the Faith itself. You can share this episode with others, or you can help with various expenses by visiting patreon.com slash onwardinthefaith or following the link in the show notes. We hope this episode has encouraged you to keep moving onward in your faith towards maturity in Christ. 